In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Summertime means movie time. It's so hot outside, it's fun to sit inside and enjoy the latest Hollywood blockbuster. Well, for the past few years, we've joined in. Today, it's the return of Jen Wealth's At The Movies. This is the Get Ready For The Future Show. Oh, we're going cinema today on the Get Ready For The Future Show, and it's the highway to the danger zone. Let you let that soak in on what movie we're talking about. And no, we won't provide any spoilers for the new Top Gun. We're right. ta- we're going no. old school on this yep, one. Got to go old school. Welcome aboard. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker. Glad to have you along on another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. We've done this series the past, I don't know, at least three, I think, summers. Yeah. yeah. And maybe longer than that. Uh, a little at the movies. You know, you've probably been to your church during the summer, and many uh, pastors will do an at the movies series trying to uh, glean spiritual lessons from uh, from a movie. Well, we're going to try to glean financial lessons from some of the biggest movies that you may remember from your childhood, depending on how old you are, because the next two weeks are definitely, you got to be an 80s kid to remember, yeah, the, yeah. To remember these, or at least uh, aware or able to watch PG-13 or R-rated movies Let, in the 80s, we'll say. Let's just hope that we don't uh, have to work as hard to draw conclusions yeah. from movies as pastors have to work <laughs> yeah, on. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of those are a stretch. I, I, I've just got to tell you, I've heard a couple of them that are like, Really? Did you really go there? Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, Top Gun, uh, one of my absolute all-time favorites. I I love that movie. Of course, the 80s were kind of a magical time for all of that. And and man, uh, when uh, Maverick and Goose hit the screen, it was a huge blockbuster. Yeah. And of course, they've brought it back to the screen this year, uh, minus Goose, of course. Yes. He he did uh, have some flashback scenes in there from the first movie, but we won't talk at all about that or not much about that uh, we're going to stick with the number one the first top gun which by the way since it was in the 80s it is interesting that we're bringing it back to you in this time with inflation reaching 9.1 percent <laughs> i don't remember exactly what inflation was in the mid 80s but it was probably right around has, that has no, anybody was, done a study relative to inflation every, when, they, when there's a top gun movie uh-oh, out <laughs> uh-oh. well now could, we've broken ground yeah that could be a problem that was pretty insightful there there we go we know that, of course, uh, we're watching the, the we've been spending a, several weeks and even months talking about the market conditions in 2022. We know people are concerned uh, as their uh, account values have dropped uh, tremendously if they are in equities or if they're in bonds. Even a diversified portfolio has been beaten up severely in 2022. We've talked at great length about the reasons for that and what we expect to see in the economy and in the market moving forward. And we're going to do some of that in this at the movies series as well. But we want to kind of bring it, lighten it up, give it an opportunity to lighten it up. We've seen the markets, John, uh, go all over the place uh, in 2022, mostly down. We're seeing now, I think, the search for the bottom. If you look Mm -hmm. at the trading days, I don't think I've seen so many where they start off red and then they wind up green or they start off green and they wind up red. There's There's a real search for are we out of the danger zone? Is is thing are things about to get better? And of course, we're going to have to wait a few more weeks to know that for sure because we've got some moves the Fed is making uh, probably next week, and we also have uh, 
inflation that needs to moderate or at least retreat some. So there's still a wait and see approach, but no question about it. I think investors feel like they've been in the danger zone for much of this year. Yeah, it has been a, a rough start to the year and, and first half of the year, but let's let's just kind of outline what has happened and why we're in the situation that we're in. First of all, when you have a situation where you have too much money chasing too few goods, that's the classic setup for inflation. So what did we have in 2020 and 2021? We had too much money. Uh, the Fed was just pumping money into the economy. The, the government was doing everything it could to turn the spigots on to keep the economy going. And that flooded the market with money. What also was going on during that time? Well, you had supply chain breakdowns. You had a situation where, you know, people were not working. And so things just weren't being made. And so you had this shortage of goods and this big rush of money. So what does a human naturally do? They bid it up. You know, they they mm-hmm. go and they say, I want that. Well, you can't get that. Well, can I get it if I give you this price? Well, maybe. Well, if I give you this price, will can I get it? And you saw this really play out, Janet, in the housing market. Yeah. And I think that's what has driven uh, the inflationary things with an exception of one thing. That's what's driven ex- uh, the inflation that we've seen over the last six months or so. But, and there's a lot of other reasons for like inflation as far as gas prices. But right. let me use that as an as another example. The reality is people are still paying it. Yes, right now, yeah. Yeah, let that soak in. And as long as people don't go, okay, I'm going to sit my behind at home and just not fill up the tank as many times as I used to, as long as we are continuing to travel and do those things, then gas prices are going to be what they're going to be. I have a client that is a real estate agent in Florida, and she and I were talking the other day, and I said, I'm assuming the housing market down there hasn't cooled off. She went, nope. And so when you think about, uh, you know, the fact that that people are paying, you know, way above market price mm-hmm. on houses mm-hmm. because they just got to have it. You know, whatever that mindset is, is that they they want this and they want it now and they have the extra money to do it. That is going to continue to drive inflation for some time. Now, I think that we're seeing commodity prices come down. I think we're seeing oil prices Mm -hmm. come down. We're seeing some gas prices come down. Mm -hmm. And so those are all factors, but this is how we got here. And, And the one thing that we haven't really talked about is this unexpected war in Ukraine that broke out around the first of the year or so uh, that has you know thrown a big kink in things from the standpoint of oil markets, food markets, yeah. all of that type of thing. All of that has an impact. So, but on the other side of the equation, guys, when you look at the economy, when you look at consumer spending, when you look at all of the what are called uh, the the you know high frequency data things that that are out there, you really see that the economy is still chugging along. The other thing that we're seeing as we're right in the midst of earnings season right now, we're seeing earnings of companies still being pretty strong. Right. And at the end of the day, I will always say earnings are mm-hmm. what drive the market yep. when all else is said and done. Yeah, it's an emotional tantrum, but it always returns to That's fundamentals. Right. Right. An anecdote to the uh, real estate part. I was, you were talking about Florida. I have a cousin who's a realtor, uh, and she was talking to me about the market here in central Arkansas. And, and so to kind of put a the way she put a spin on it is she said it's cooled off some instead of getting multiple offers the day you put your house up for sale, you may have to wait a few days. 
So it's <laughs> oh, wow. still it's still very hot uh, in yeah. in, Ar- in central Arkansas, even with those mortgage rates going up. So it, the peculiar thing about it, though, for me, guys, when you look at it from an investment perspective and what the market is doing, we've talked oftentimes about the market being a forward-looking mechanism. It is looking six to eight months out. And right now, I think the reason it's in a holding pattern is it doesn't know, investors don't know what's going to happen in the next six to eight months. And so it's become this bad news is good news environment that we've talked about. They almost are not rooting for it, but they're wanting to see some slowdown because it's it's all about the hotter the economy is running, the longer inflation is going to run like this. And that's why the Fed's raising interest rates. They're trying to cool demand and slow things down. And that's where that term soft landing comes into play. So it's almost as if they're rooting for some not so great news so we can get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's talk about the Fed and, and rates. Uh, the Fed has increased rates more at, at one time than they have in over 25 years. So we've we've seen that happening. They're going to meet again before too terribly long. And, and I think it's all a question of how much they'll be raised, not if they'll be raised. It's no, kind no of some assumption that. there. They're, they're definitely raising. And, and and John, you had a, a, a pretty good comparison that we all kind of oh, yeah. laughed about uh, to get us back to the whole Top Gun comparison. What was your thought on the Fed and interest rates and all of that? Well, it's real interesting. I think the Fed is trying to pull a little Maverick maneuver here and you know hit the brakes and fly right by where uh, Maverick is in the dogfight with the uh, with a Russian plane and he puts on uh, I forget what the uh, what the device is on the plane, but anyways, the flaps that come puts down. The Brakes on, yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> on the brakes, and the and the uh, F fourteen Tomcat just kind of stands up on its nose almost, right? Because he he puts on the brakes, and this Russian plane flies right by him, and then he's able to shoot it down. Well, that's kind of what the Fed is trying to do here. That's not a conventional maneuver in dogfighting, as I understand it. I don't know anything about it, but that's what I. That's what <laughs> that's I. A good bet. That's John what the I dogfight dude. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not what. I, that, at least it wasn't. Prior to 1980, maybe it is now. But anyway, it's not a conventional maneuver, and the Fed is not being conventional in what they're doing to try to tamp down inflation because we had very extraordinary. Hmm. Uh, the The scientist would call it an anomalous situation, right? And, and that basically means it's out of kilter. It's unusual. And so when you think about what the Fed is trying to do. They're trying to answer an unusual situation, and they're using a very unusual maneuver of raising interest rates rapidly to try to bring the economy down. Now, here's the key. What they can't do is to slow the economy down too far and throw us into Mm -hmm. a recession. This is, you know, we have painted ourselves into a proverbial corner Mm -hmm. with all of this going on. Well, now what we've got to do is we've got to pick and choose where we step so we don't ruin the paint job and track paint all over the, you yeah. know, all over creation. Right. It really, it seems like it's really all of a result of manipulation of the natural flow of an economic cycle. Right. We, we shut down the economy because of the COVID pandemic, which is what you're referencing. We slammed the brakes on everything all mm-hmm. at one time mm-hmm. and then unleashed Yes. <laughs> everything all at one time. And so obviously there's going to be a little ripple effect, but it doesn't take away from the emotion and the mentality involved in investing. So what is an investor to do? We've seen U.S. consumer confidence decline last month. Uh, there is something called the anxiety index from Investopedia. It's currently above neutral, reading at 112. Now, what does that mean? Well, a reading of 100 is considering neutral. So 
there is certainly a lot of anxiety with investors about the economy and the markets. And the plot reference here for us from Top Gun, so you kind of draw these analogies. The reason these uh, at-the-movies parallels or shows are always so popular is because you really, it resonates with people. Everybody's seen that scene, and and you can make sense of it and relate it to something in your life. You remember early on in that movie, it kind of really set the tone for how Maverick was a Maverick, but he was obviously uh, looking out for his wingman. After two MIGs engaged with Maverick and Cougar early in the movie, you remember mm-hmm. Cougar? Yeah. He was he was so rattled he couldn't land, and that forced Maverick, who was low on fuel, and he went against orders. He aborted his, he aborted his own landing and then went back to Cougar and talked him in, talked him in basically, right? Cougar had gotten rattled in the midst of war, and that's kind of the parallel here for us investing. It's <laughs> yeah. not yeah. real yeah. war, but it can feel so tumultuous and produce so much anxiety you need to have that wingman to sometimes come beside you and get you landed you know we've had uh we've been talking with clients and and sometimes they will say you know this is this is the first storm that i've really been through as an investor you know the last time that this happened i was young or i didn't have any investments yet or i had some and it wasn't much so this is the first real storm for me and the reality is just like cougar they're scared And they don't know what to do. And so sometimes they're frozen. And sometimes, which I think is in this case even worse than being frozen, sometimes they just want to do something. And that can absolutely be a mistake at at that point in terms of investing. So, So it is our job as their financial advisors to talk them through this and go back to we have a plan. We put this plan together in anticipation of a storm. We never know ahead of time exactly what the storms are going to look like, what's going to cause them, how long they're going to last, and how bad the storms are going to be. But what we do know is that they're coming. And so we plan accordingly, and and that is the conversation that we're having of let's go back to the plan and let's test this against the plan, not against what was your peak in your account value, but let's test it against the plan. Yeah, and I think there's several things here that are great takeaways. Number one, the question uh, resonates with me, do you have a wingman? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. have someone that is watching your six, so to speak, in, in, in uh, Air Force or, or Navy pilot vernacular, watching the rear of everything that's going on? Uh, do you have that person? If you don't have that person, you probably need that person because things are really kind of crazy out there right mm-hmm. now. And so, obviously you've got to have that wingman the other thing i think is is very interesting from this if you kind of get into the psychology of this when everything's going crazy out there maverick is going i'm not leaving my wingman you know he's just he he is very neutral in thinking he's not emotional about you know everything that's going on around him he's very neutral in his thinking and i think that's a, a a huge lesson that we can take away as investors from this is look just evaluate what the situation is and plot out your next move don't get emotional about it Mm -hmm. you know i had a client call me the other day and and they were just you know uh, just absolutely dour about things and and i said look you're fine and we walked through some of their details and everything and at the end of the conversation you know he realized things were never as bad as he thought they were and a lot of that was owed to the planning that we did not in the last six months or the anything that we reacted to immediately it was because we had a plan and he had a wingman that had already kind of thought about a lot of the things that were going on and he just needed to realize okay 
I can land this plane. I can actually get through this without too much trouble. And John, you've talked about it on these shows before, but it's always worth bearing out too. It's all about the perspective, even in the investment side of things. Janet, you talked about let's don't look at it based on our all-time high in our portfolio. Let's stretch out that time frame. We just had uh, a review with a family that we're working with. They're in their mid to late 40s. They're looking to retire at about 60 years old. So obviously, to your point, this is probably the first time that they've been dealing with a prolonged downturn because in 2008 they were they were pretty young and they weren't as worried about it but as you get closer to retirement first of all it's the law of big numbers a 20 percent drop in a bigger portfolio is a bigger number right yeah, there's no yeah. question about it so it gets scary on that side but also you don't think you have as much time you may not think you have as much time to make up ground if you're closing in on retirement but this couple and they were worried uh, because their their overall portfolio was down uh, in their case about five percent because they do have some real estate that has helped buoy things a little bit uh, and they then they had the diversification of bonds and equity as well but they have the plan right so year over year down five but we stretched out the last three or four years since they've been with us and it was an annualized return of about seven now that's obviously a specific case uh, not indicative of, of of all across the board investments but it's an opportunity to kind of point out that the plan is still on track because right. the, the overall return over a big period of time is still on track. You know, I, I think that goes to wh- what are you listening to? What is the story that you're hearing every day? And is it the story of the global economy or is it the story of your economy? Because right. in this case, the story of their economy is that over the past few years, they're still positive. Would you say seven percent as yeah. an as an average annual mm-hmm. return, in spite of the yes. story of the global economy? Right, and we're and at a position in time where we're probably at one of the lowest of the lows. Yeah. right? Right. Well, and I think that, you know, if you look at any graph, I, and I did this the other day with some folks, I said, look, let's take a look at the S&P 500 over the last five or six years. And you saw the 500 trending in a certain way. And then we had COVID, big downturn. Yep. And then we had the response to COVID, big run up. And now it is actually reverted to the mean, to use a, mm-hmm. a mathematical mm-hmm. uh, term. And so I think that that if you have the right perspective, you can see things like that. Here's the other reality check on this. Recession is not death. Now, we're not in a recession, but we think that one is coming probably in the next anywhere from six months to a year, year Mm -hmm. and a half. But just because we say that a recession is coming doesn't mean that everything is going to fall apart and the world is going to go to hell in a handcart. It's not. Uh, We've been through recessions before. We've been through many recessions in this country. It is a natural uh, cycle of economics. It it is part of the economic wave that goes through uh, from time to time. Everything is not always going to trend upward. And we just have to understand that reality. And the reason that you want to invest in things like equities, even though they do go down, is they do give you that opportunity to grow your money and to stay ahead of inflation. That's the big factor here that we've got to think about is that when prices go up, you have to have the ability to respond to that. There are two asset classes that have traditionally beaten inflation, equities and real estate, and that's why you want to be in both of them. Well, the other thing to point out, too, you talk about the recession is not death. The market could actually go up during a recession. Yes. It's not automatic that the market goes down when there is a recession. All right. So another plot reference out of the movie Top Gun While engaging with an enemy MiG, Maverick realizes the strategy he'd planned to use might not be the best 
course of action. You remember this scene? Oh, yeah. From further out, missiles were the optimum weapon to use, clearly. But as you draw closer, it's more like a hand-to-hand or plane-to-plane combat, right? What was a great strategy from far away or or in the strategy room, right? Let's yep. put it there at the, at the beginning of all of this, has now had some room for error enter in. So Maverick switches weapons to utilize guns on the fly, making a clear objective decision because of the situation he was in. You know, you think about, you've heard the term strategic uh, investing versus tactical investing. Yeah. That's really what that mm-hmm. bears out right there. In the midst of the of the fight, your investment strategy has to be prepared for that. Well, and guys, typically and historically, the way that people have gone from missiles to guns, if you will, is stocks to bonds. Yeah. They're looking at their proximity to retirement. And you guys know the, the rule about how old are you and, and that relative to age 100 helps you figure out how much you need to have in bonds. And y'all, I'm just going to tell you, that's crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And yeah. especially, especially in, now. Yeah, especially <laughs> now, because we're in such a different environment as far as bonds are concerned. And we've talked about this before. I feel like we've said it till we're blue in the face, but we're going to continue to say it what worked for your parents in terms of investing in bonds is not the same now it will not work in this day and time because we're in a different interest rate environment and guys we've talked about you know the interest rates relative to bond prices and that as interest rates rise bond prices decrease well we had high rates in the 70s and 80s and so they decreased for basically four decades so as interest rates were decreasing bond prices were rising and anytime something happened happens for four decades, people begin to think it's permanent. So they think bonds are safe. They have been for four decades. Guess what, guys? The seesaw is going the other direction now. And so what where you have gone from missiles to guns, from stocks to bonds, now you have to be able in that proximity to retirement to go, okay, what other choices do I have? What else is out there? Because we're dealing in a, it's just a different time as far as what the bond market is these days. Well, and I think you've got to think about this from the standpoint of, you know, it's not always I have to pivot in reaction to something. I know right. that was the situation right. uh, in the movie, but but in investing, that's really not the situation. Where your pivots have to come are at uh, mile markers in terms of your journey toward retirement. Obviously, if you think about someone that is 25 or 30 years old right now, this market is really great for them because they are dollar cost averaging into this market and the lower prices allow them to buy more shares and and all of that. And a long-term investor understands that if you're buying shares at a cheaper price, long-term, if markets continue to perform as they have in the past, you're going to make out okay with that. Right. And But if you're approaching retirement, mm-hmm. you have to think about it in a completely different way because what you're really wanting to do is wanting to create income. You know, I just had a conversation with a client yesterday about another, I'll just say, you know, missiles to to guns transition just because of a stage of life. Um, She's at a point where her her children are college age and are, you know, almost independent, not quite, but financially 
she's in a position where she doesn't need to have life insurance anymore. If something happens to her, then they're going to be okay. But her question was, and this is exactly what we would have coached her to, to talk through anyway, her question was, I feel like I need to drop my term life policy because it's about to go up anyway. I'm about to be 55. But what about long-term care? So is this transition, it's still insurance, it's still a a weapon, if you will, if we're going to still do this comparison here, but I'm at a different stage of life. I need a different weapon at this point than I have needed in the past, and that's exactly on track with what we would coach and teach. Guys, let's, let's check up here for just a second and think about why people feel in the danger zone right now. Oftentimes, they feel in the danger zone because either A, they don't have a plan, or B, they have forgotten the plan that they have. They haven't actually sat down and applied the current circumstances to their plan to check up and see if they're okay. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about this from just a pure investment standpoint, yeah, it's scary. You know, something goes down 20% like the S&P has, that kind of gets your attention. When the economy's all in, you know, a, a stir, that gets your attention. But if you have a plan that has been constructed to get you through things like that, What's the one thing you need to do? Stick with the plan. Stay on your wingman. You know, stay there with your wingman and understand that four times like this, plans are created and plans need to be executed when the that opportunity comes up. Well, let's offer some takeaways here before we move on to the next plot reference. Depending on your age, as John said, that should determine what your outlook on this current environment is the economic and market situations we're in if you're young let's say in your 20s even in your 30s think about it this way you're buying shares of whatever it is you're buying you are trying to accumulate as many shares as possible so to your point about the dollar cost averaging john when those share values are down you're actually buying at a discount so don't stop contributing to your retirement plan don't stop investing because it's a little scary at the moment in the heat of battle. And then if you are in your mid-40s on into 50s and certainly into your 60s, that's when the risk assessment needs to change a little bit. A diversified portfolio, it's not about accumulating accumulating shares. It's prepare, You're still doing that, I think. It's important to point out when you're uh, contributing to your uh, 401k plan at work, yes, you still need to be accumulating shares over there. But with the money that you've accumulated, it's time to start preparing it for distribution yeah you can't go mock 10 with your hair on fire all the time you know? <laughs> right. and you've got to be able to come in at a slower pace for a landing and that's kind of the analogy there in retirement the other thing that i think is really important especially at at, at retirement age or in retirement age is to understand that if you do have a plan then you need to block out all the distractions i, I told a client the other day uh, and, and i really do mean this i said Stop opening your statements and stop listening to the TV. You have a plan, run the plan, everything is fine. And they laughed and said, yeah, you know, that's probably a pretty good thing. And I said, look, if you have this input all the time that it's bad, it's bad, it's really bad. It's so bad, I can't even begin to tell you how bad it is. And that kind of sums up what you hear uh, in in the news these days. Uh, Then if you're told that all the time, then it's real easy to forget anything that you did before and just try to think tactically and and really 
GenWealth provides a strategy-based retirement solution for our clients. And when you have a strategy, you run that strategy, regardless of what the tactical circumstances are, you just keep right on going. And so I think that that oftentimes, Janet, people can get really sucked into a mindset that uh, is very, uh, very damaging yeah. to, to them, especially if they react in the wrong way. Yeah, I, I would agree. How many times, guys, have we heard from people in the past year, this time is different? You know, talking about things that are going on politically, the mm-hmm. impact on the markets, the impact on their particular investments. And I understand that you feel like it's different. But the reality is it's not. It just has a different label on it than, you know, pick something from the past, whether it was 2008, whether it was the time around 9-11, because there were there were other issues leading up to that. There was 2000, 2001 and 2002 that were the three worst years our country had seen since the Great Depression. And at that point, people said it's different. Look at what the economy has done since then. Look at what their investments have done since then. And had they decided, just matter of fact, it is different, I'm done investing, where would they be? And there were people who did that. But you've got to realize, I've got to go back to the plan. Guys, one of the things, uh, we're not going to give away uh, anything in the new Maverick movie, uh, but we shared this thought process with somebody uh, this week who hasn't seen it, and she was like, I don't feel like you gave anything away. Here's the deal. Maverick, at a certain point in the new movie, has a plan. There's a problem that they're facing, and he has a plan. And shocking news, nobody thinks it'll work but him. And guess what? It works. He stuck to the plan in spite of everybody saying it won't work. But he stuck to the plan. And everybody's saying these circumstances are different. You don't understand. It won't work for all of these reasons. And again, he stuck to the plan. I'll just submit that these circumstances aren't different. I was not in the investment business, but I remember in the late 70s and early 80s, interest rates were in the 20s in some cases. And and it was very common to see credit card interest rates over 20%. And, you know, CD rates during that time were 15, 16%. And so this time is not different. This time is just affecting you differently. And again, you go back to that mindset thing. And Scott, this really does dovetail into the next plot reference because psychology plays a huge role in how you come out of a situation. Yeah, and fear can paralyze you. Everybody knows the way, if you've seen the first Top Gun movie, the way uh, the real pivotal pivotal moment in the movie for Maverick happens during a training exercise. Maverick and Goose end up in another plane's jet wash, sending them into a flat spin toward the sea Goose barely succeeds in yanking open the emergency ejection handle, but when the fighter's canopy pops open, the two pilots eject, and Goose crashes into the canopy, and he dies. Remember that? Maverick is devastated by his death, as he, of course, should be. He thinks it's his fault. Uh, An inquiry clears him of wrongdoing, but his confidence is destroyed, which is the first time in his life, probably, you get the sense in that character's (laughs) life that he doesn't have confidence. Instructors discuss how important it is for him to get back in the air and soon so that he doesn't end his career out of fear. Fear paralyzes you 
in all aspects of life, and it can be really devastating to your success financially. And that's why it's important that you have people like Maverick had to come alongside Mm -hmm. him and get him back in the plane and keep him on track. And, you know, it was shaky there for a little while. He got in a dogfight and he had to bail out of it, and then he reengaged. And so oftentimes, maybe you do need a moment. You know, maybe things are just kind of crazy, and you go, okay, I got to I got to step back for just a little bit and regain my my bearings on all of this. But uh, clearly, you're just in a situation where I think that that again, you got a megaphone screaming at you all mm-hmm. the time uh, in our media driven society today. You got your phone that tells you on a minute by minute basis what's happening in the stock market. I had one client tell me they get up every morning and they turn on Bloomberg and that's what they do. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, let's just hook up a, a negativity faucet and and drill it right into your head you know uh, because it is when you live minute by minute by what's going on on wall street you're going to be psychotic by the time you know this all shakes out you know that is a way that this is different compared to the way it used to be that used to we had to wait for our statements to wait for it you ready arrive in the mail (laughs) to know where our account values were and what was going on and then you had to call somebody and get ready to think about maybe kind of sort of doing something and now you know instantaneously what what the value is of any given investment and i I really think that's a problem And, and that information coming to you instantaneously causes you to think, I have to react. I have to do something. And as I've said on this show many, many times, what most portfolios need is a good leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Just leave it alone and everything will be fine because this is a cyclical nature of the economy. Time for our final thoughts as we wrap up the show. Janet, we'll start with you. I'm going to say be like Maverick. When you have a bad experience, get back in the plane. Just get back in the plane and then also follow the plan. I think it's very important that you do have that long-term financial plan that that you're working with. If you only have investments, if you simply just have a statement with some money on it and you don't really know what direction it's going, it's really easy to feel like you're a lone ranger and that you're out on a limb and you really don't know what's going on. Having that financial plan puts context around your money and causes you to think about it in a different way. It doesn't, you know, stop you from having a temporary downturn in the value of your statement. That is going to happen if you are an investor. If you are engaged in a financial plan, then you've got clarity. You've got certainty about what direction you're going and why you're doing what you're doing. Otherwise, you're really just kind of flying in the clouds, Scott. Yeah, and John, my final thought will start with your plan should be built to expect times like these. Mm -hmm. So not just any financial plan, but a plan that is built to weather all types of storms that may come in the financial markets. And my final thought too, what are your chances of a successful retirement? Have you built a plan? Do you have any idea how much money you're going to need to retire? You can find out for free by visiting 15minuteretirement.com. That's the numbers one and five. So put one five and then spell out minuteretirement.com or an easier way, text CHECKUP to 501-381-5228. And that's it for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Our At the Movies series continues next week, and we will hope that you join us again then for another look at how movies can give us some financial lessons. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. 
If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.